But as you and I always do, we break down the game stock up and stock down style. So let's dig right into it. Um, the 24-20 win over the Rams. John, you and I each do two stock ups and two stock downs. I will give you the honors because you're the Hall of Famer on this podcast. So let's get started with the good. Who is a stock up for you after Friday night's victory over the Rams? I believe that uh, Nico Collins was listening to John Lopez on In the Loop. Uh, last week when John was saying he hadn't seen what everybody else had been seeing about Collins and wanted to see it in the game. So I guess Nico was listening, of course, to end the loop, as all the Texans do. And uh, he had a great game. He had two great catches early in the game. He bowled his way for a first down, and then he had that great touchdown catch in which he took the ball away from the corner and showed what he's capable of with his leaping ability, his strength, his strong hands in the red zone. So I thought Nico Collins, who didn't do much, didn't have a chance to do much against the Saints really showed what we've been seeing from the get-go in training camp. Yeah, I, John, uh, I was watching that game with Clint Sterner, as I always do. He's my co-host on the post-game show. So we were watching that game up in the studios, the 610 studios. And when Philip Dorsett made that catch and drew that penalty to put them in position for that, for that touchdown, Clint called his shot. It was seven seconds left. He goes, just throw up a, to throw up a jump ball to Nico. And then if you don't get it, go kick a field goal. And, uh, and sure enough, that's what, uh, that's what Davis Mills did. And it wasn't the best placed ball to go get for a jump ball. He, Mills kind of underthrew it to the right a little bit, but um, boy, th- th- that was, you're right, John, that was really good to see on, uh, on Friday night uh, to see some of the things that you and I have watched out at practice turn into uh, you see it in actuality on the field because Nico's had a really good training camp, but when he got the, the kid glove treatment against the saints and he was gone after a series or two, I'm going, what are we doing here? You know, he's a young player. He's a young player who needs reps. He spent a whole season on the COVID sideline back in 2020. He just hasn't played a lot of football. Um, so I was really, really, I'm with you. I'm, I was really, really happy to see Nico Collins do what he did. And he, he had four catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. And that was just one half of work. You leave him in for the second half, he's probably got a 100-yard game in that game. All right, who's yours? Uh, My first stock up, John, I am going to go with somebody you've already mentioned on this podcast, Jeff Driscoll. And it's not because the the results of these preseason games are super important. They're not. Although I would submit that for this Texans team, actually winning some of these games the way they are is probably more important than it is for other teams just because I think this team – just based on how the last couple of years have gone, this team can use anything, uh, anything that makes them feel better about themselves is a good thing for me. But I, I'm giving you Jeff Driscoll because I've done two 53-man roster mock-ups so far. I'll do a third one this week. And on both of them, I've had the team only keeping two quarterbacks. I think Driscoll has at least created a conversation that they should keep him as a third quarterback for this team. And, and I think you know, maybe Kyle Allen getting COVID is a wake-up call. It's just to how quickly things can shift at the quarterback position still with the virus around and whatnot. Um, I, I don't want to entertain the idea of Driscoll being kept on the team because you can slip him over to play tight end. I don't want any of that. But <clears throat> Driscoll, who we make fun of incessantly out at camp, it feels like, at least we did last year, because his incompletions are really incomplete, like they're bad. 
he's actually had a decent enough camp and it's translated onto the field. So I think the fact that Driscoll is creating an argument for him to get an NFL paycheck this year has made him a, a stock up for me right now. Yeah, tell that accuracy to the NFL network where he overthrew everybody and broke a lens on the camera in the back of the end zone. You know, they to me can cut Driscoll. Nobody's going to claim him and put him on the practice squad if they want to. I can't imagine anybody would claim him. My second one, we already talked about him. Philip Dorsett made the play of the game that wasn't the touchdown pass to Nico Collins on the right sideline. You know, that Mills put it the only place he could put it. And mm-hmm. then Dorsett caught it between two guys and the defensive back hit him helmet to helmet. So he caught it, did a great job getting his feet down. The officials ruled it was incomplete. Levy Smith challenged it. It was overturned. Clearly both feet were in bounds. And then the hold on to the ball with that kind of vicious hit was a tremendous play by Dorsett. And he made another really good play. So I've got him as my second stock up. Yeah, Dorsett is uh, Dorsett's an interesting one, John. We had him. He was our guest on the postgame show from the stadium last night uh, for Clint and myself. And he's interesting. And he's a former first-round pick. So obviously the skills are there and the speed is there. And the other play I think you're talking about is the pass interference penalty that he drew on the final drive. And it was strange because – as he's getting that penalty, I'm going, hold on a second. Philip Dorsett was playing with the ones. I can't think of a single guy on this team who's playing with the ones in the first half, and then he's coming in in the last drive of the game. And what happened on that was he was already, like, hanging with the veterans who were out for the rest of the game. But the Texans were treating it like uh, we need to go win this game situation, and he's their fastest guy. So they basically hollered over him and said, Dorsett, get in the game. <laughs> he threw his helmet on and went in the game, and he ran a go route past those two guys and drew the pass interference penalty that ultimately set up that beautiful throw from Driscoll to Mason Shrek to win the game. And uh, I thought that was an interesting, an interesting anecdote. And look, Philip Dorsett, John, he, former first-round pick, never really got into a groove in Indianapolis. He got traded for Jacoby Brissett to New England, never really got in a groove in New England. And then he's been dealing with injuries over the last two years. I asked him in the postgame show, do you feel like you've kind of finally found a home here in Houston? And he said, yeah, that's why he re-signed here for multiple years. Clint Sterner seems to think he can be a real weapon for this team just because they don't have a slot receiver right now. So he's somebody he can slide inside, but he's got the speed to burn on the outside. Um, he's going to make this team, and it's really good to see him see him making some plays. All right, so my last stock up. So we've got uh, we've got Nico Collins. You went all wide receivers with your stock ups. Nico Collins, uh, and you went with uh, Philip Dorsett. I threw Jeff Driscoll out there. John, I'm gonna. Uh, this will probably be the only time in the history of this podcast that I do a stock up for a player who didn't play a single snap in the game last night. And I think you know where I'm going with this, John. Absolutely, a smart smart decision by Levy Smith. Yep, Damian Pierce. No snaps in the game last night. And it's funny <clears throat> because you get to, you get through the first half. I hadn't seen any of the reports or the conjecture before the game that he might not play in the game. So I was kind of – I was watching that game cold. I'm thinking, okay, when are we going to see Pierce? When are we going to see Pierce? And there had been rumors floating around, I guess, before the game that I didn't see that he might sit it out tonight just because they've seen enough. Um, I'm, I am obviously impressed with Damian Pierce. I'm really impressed, John, with the Texans that this is the route they went 
that they didn't go with the, well, you're a rookie, so get in there and play. Bill O'Brien would have played Damian Pierce in the second half of that game last night. I have zero, zero, zero doubt about it. I That makes me feel really good just about Nick Casario, Lovey Smith. Not only feel really good about that they're seeing the same things we're seeing with Damian Pierce, but that they realize that running backs only have so much – uh, so many miles on the odometer, and there's no reason for Damian Pierce, who is clearly, clearly far superior to any of the other running backs on this roster. Like, it's not close. That there's no reason to be burning those carries in the second half of a preseason game against the Rams' backups' backups who are trying to make an impression to make an NFL roster. So I, I think winner. it's a co-winner for me. Damian Pierce, because he's made such an impression, and it looks like, John, I'm going to throw you in there as a winner as well, John. Your Damian Pierce stock is basically like Amazon stock from like 10 years ago, You're, or Apple stock from back in the late 80s. Your Damian Pierce stock is green arrow up, my friend. That is, that is as stock up as stock up gets right now, Damian Pierce. Speaking of Amazon, their first game will be Thursday night in Houston against the 49ers. I'm wondering if Lovey Smith will play Pierce a little bit in that game because I'll guarantee you the league has told the teams, we don't want you playing all backups in this first game. It's too important. They used to do that for the first preseason game, uh, like at the Hall of Fame game. Play your starters for a series. I got to do a bonus up. This guy, see if you can tell me without looking at the stats who this is. Okay. He tied for the team lead with four unassisted tackles. He had a sack. He had a fumble recovery. And if the last, if the clock had not expired, he would have had another turnover on replay. They just didn't give it to him. Do you know who it is? That would be number 35, Graylin Arnold, John. Second. <laughs> you know, he played a damn good game. He did, Nobody John. Gave him did. a lot of credit, but he did. Yep, he did. And and we should mention one of those four tackles was a great play on special teams. It was. Yep. Yep. He he looked uh he looked really, really good. That's a that's a good bonus stock up. 